Sleeper to 32-Bit Nation, it is your boy Natter alongside the number one Australian analyst. Shane, how you doing over there? Football is back. It dun really dun is. Dun dun dun. Football is back. Dun 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 dun. Football is back. Football is back. It really is. God, it's such a good feeling. But it's such a bad feeling if you have Travis Kelsey. Or a Cooper Cup, uh, for that matter. I feel really bad for Travis Kelsey. It's conceivable that there are people out here, there, maybe people listening to this, who drafted Travis Kelsey, Cooper Cut, and Jonathan Taylor with the first three picks in their draft. Then, that's so. That'd be incredibly unlikely. Unlucky. I'd say a little bit unlikely as well. A little bit unlikely, but it's unlikely. conceivable. It's feet. I mean, it's feasible. So that, I had, that could yeah, have happened. So I had a draft today earlier. And, of course, you know, this is how I spend my 29th birthday in fantasy drafts. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and I saw I was 12th pick in the draft. I saw Kelsey there and I almost had the opportunity to take Kelsey in the 12th pick. And I sat there and thought to myself, is it worth doing it? I chose not to do it. I took I ended, uh, I ended up taking a. Yeah. Uh, AJ Brown and CD Lamb instead. You're a lucky little boy. Was this uh, super flex? No, this is actually standard. I, I, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, it was standard. Uh, my running backs are Tony Pollard and Damian Pierce. That's um, that's tough, babe. But you know, you no, know, I don't. I mean, I don't pers- I personally am not happy with it. But it was a 12-team league, so it was. I mean, by the time it got okay. to me back. I got high hopes for Pollard. Do you? Yeah, kind of. I feel like it's okay, but the problem is I was stupid enough to pick CD Lamb and Pollard. Yeah. Yeah, we'll come... I mean, I had my family draft this week on Monday. And let let me run through it now. I do not like my team whatsoever. I got sniped a bunch of times by Uh the same fucking people. I was like Washington in 2002, getting sniped left, right, and center. But my, t- my team is this. So it's a super flex. I okay. think it's tight end premium. I can't remember. Okay. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, super flex redraft. So I had the sixth pick overall. Yes. Ooh, so Lamar Jackson. Pick. Super flex, you said? Yes. Okay. Okay. Just making sure. Lamar, Lamar Jackson, Tyreek Hill, Mark Andrews, Najee Harris, DK Metcalf, Geno okay. Smith. Okay. Terry McLaurin. Okay. Alexander Madison. Ooh. Okay. Uh, as my RB2, theoretically. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Alvin Kamara. Ooh. I like it. Derek Carr. I like it. Zach Charbonnet. Okay, okay. I like the fanciness. Michael Thomas. Ooh. Nice, nice. Uh, and then my last my last four picks. Sky Moore. Ooh, Ezekiel like Elliott. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Adam Thielen. Van Jefferson. Ooh. Okay, okay. I do like the Van Jefferson. And I like this guy more. And I think Sky Moore now has a lot more value because I of think Kelsey. so too. And 
I think Van Jefferson could even be like a one week guy, but if he if he shows up, then but are you then actually going to start up. him? The, he he's in the discussion. He's in the discussion to to be started. I think we start three flex, and super flex. So the bench there's a lot of players, but the bench is quite short. I'd probably be more inclined to start. I mean, this is the age-old question, isn't it? Of And I think previous years, I've always been on the case of if it's a Thursday night game, you start the guy you're not convinced about because you have time to make it up. And you can flex your your team around that. So you know if someone shits the bed, you, you're going to need guys who score points. If someone goes big, you can go for a, a safer floor. And if I start Van Jefferson over Sky Moore, potentially, you know, Sky Moore might get two touchdowns and light it up, but Van Jefferson is probably going to be the one. And you would be confident doing it this week one? Kinda. Oof, that's some balls. I couldn't do it. Like, week one, I drafted my top six. I'm starting my top six. Once they, uh, once they're drafted, everyone's the same. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Uh-uh. No. Mm. no. There's no favorites here. I, it was an annoying draft because I kept getting sniped and I had to settle for players I didn't particularly like. So um, I got sniped for Russell Wilson, two picks ahead of me. Um, I got sniped on Cam Akers, two picks ahead of me. Same guy. Sounds like he likes you. Like, <laughs> um, I went for... I, went, I made the decision on Mark Andrews and I... I don't like my team as much. Like, I think time again, I'm not taking Tyreek Hill. I'm taking AJ Brown and possibly a Monra St. Brown. Ooh, that's a couple uh, of Browns and I think there. I'd, and I think I'd like my team a lot more if I waited then and then in the, you know, the 13th round, I'm picking up Dalton Schultz, who I really like as a tight, uh, top two, three tight end this year, or probably top six tight end this year. He's on the Texans, right? Hmm. Schultz? Mm-hmm. It's not a bad option. I, I really like As a late-round option, I think he's my favorite. Yeah, it's a good flyer. Like, I like him like him more than, like, Kincaid. I like him more than... Of the guys who went ahead of him here, like him more than Kincaid. I like him more than Kamant. Like him more than Joku. Like him more than Frymuth. Like him more than Ingram. Like him more than Kyle Pitts. Like him more than TJ Hawkinson. Which puts Kelsey, Mandrews, Darren Waller, George Kittle... And probably Dallas got it ahead of him. So you're but even pretty high. Debbie on. does Dallas got it has two people, at least two players ahead of him. Yeah, I am really high on him. He can play the position. They need someone to catch the ball. That's fair enough. They know, they really don't have a wide receiver one. I think like what Nico Collins is their highest wide receiver. They got Robert Woods. They got Nico Collins, and they've got uh, Noah Brown. Noah Brown, yeah, Nico Collins. I mean, he, he's technically supposed to be the wide receiver one. Yeah, his ADP is around like the thirteenth round. He was uh, taken in the sixteenth in this. He was first pick of the, the last round. Yeah, that's kind of, it's a little ridiculous. But at the same time, like I wouldn't, I like, that's that's, it has incredible upside. But at the same time, like I wouldn't want him on my team. That doesn't fill me with confidence to have him on my roster. Yeah, I mean, that's it, isn't it? Like, you want... I, I would rather Dalton Schultz than Nico Collins, is yeah. how I would put it. And Collins is the, the profile. He, he ran a 4-4, he's six foot four. You know, big boundary receiver, but 
I know that in recent years the numbers have come out that you act you know rookie co- uh, rookie quarterbacks don't throw to their tight end any more than any other quarterback and sometimes even less uh, but that idea of you needing a safety blanket short routes over the middle of the field you know I don't know how often CJ Stroud's going to be trying trying to air it out or giving Nico Collins a chance to win those those 50-50 balls he might just want to play small ball and that's fine and that suits Dalton Schultz I think I'd rather go kickers and defense before I start looking at Nico Collins but of course, on this episode, I've, go ahead. Well, I'll give you a closing. Say, I've got a, I've got a lot of him in dynasty. Um, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay with him if you want to take him as your last pick. At that point, it's a waiver pick. If you're like, all right, let's see what he does in week one. If he balls out, he balls out. Mm-hmm. That's fair enough. But all right, on this episode, of course, we have our legendary justifiable overreactions, and then of course, we're going to talk about the games of the week, baby. I'm excited for football. It finally is here. Wait. You know, it's like a, it's like an aggravating, exciting, you know, it's like it fills you with the rage of how excited you are, you know, there's there's different little kids when they like screw their fists up and screw their face up and they look like they're about to shit because they're so excited. Yeah. Stop vibrating. Yeah. 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 There's different levels of excitement. There's, you know, like, you know, calm excitement. There's like happy excitement. There's like the tippy tap, happy feet excitement. And then there's the frustrated excitement or the hyped. And uh, I think that's where we are right now. But all right, lead us into Justifiables. So for those of you who are new to the show over the offseason, Justifiable Overreactions, I will make a statement. Nata will tell me if that overreaction is justified or not. Statements are always inherently ridiculous, but are they really? So let's start nice and small to begin with. The Chiefs versus the Lions will be the highest scoring game of the season. First game of the season will be the highest. Oh... Defense does not start well in the beginning of the year, especially for the Chiefs. And defense. the yeah, the Lions don't have a good defense in general. That's justifiable. Justifiable. Mm-hmm. The line at the moment, or the uh, the t- the points total is fifty four. That's pretty big. We get. We'll come into. I'll ask you what your pick is when we get to it. But I I think this is going to be a sixty burger. 60 burger. Ooh, both teams dropping 30? Least. Least. Ooh. Yeah. I I could see this being like 43-39. Oh, 42-39. God. What's the defense? Yeah. It hurts. All Although, right. with no Kelsey. With no Kelsey? Anyway, we'll we'll come to that. We'll come to it. All right. All right. Justifiable. We'll come to that. Speaking of, speaking of Kelsey, Travis Kelsey will lose more people leagues than he will win them this year justifiable i mean an overextended knee i think that gives him a a a three-week timetable depending on how bad it is hyper extended Uh, knee his acl is intact which is really good yeah but you know you're you're always on a knife edge with that if only we had some sort of doctor to come on the show to talk to injuries uh, talk about to injuries yeah that's crazy so it takes between a few weeks to a month to recover hmm but, you know, every NFL player there will tell you is built different. So, you know, jab him up and play through the pain. But it's it's reality, unfortunately, that we might not see the best of one of the most exciting players in the NFL this season. That sucks. It really is. It really does. I give I give him, like, two weeks. I think he'll be... I don't think he plays against the Lions. I think he plays the week after, considering he has a long rest. Yep. I think if, he, if this game was Sunday... I, 
or Monday night, I think he would have played. But yeah. Alrighty. What's next? And last but not least, Russell Wilson will throw more touchdowns than any NFC quarterback. No. No. Overreaction. No. Nope. Who's, nope. who's getting past him? Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. Jared Goff. Uh, Matthew Stafford. Brock Purdy. Um, Derek Carr. Homer pick. Guy's got like 18 touchdowns in him. That's still going to be more. <laughs> How, what do you what do you think Wilson's Wilson's dropping this year? I think he's not finishing the season as a starter. So I, I, I give I see a world where that is the case. So I give him till week nine. When's when's their bye? Let me have a look. He had sixteen touchdowns there. last year. I just want you to remind that he had sixteen. He had eleven oh. interceptions. I remember. That's why that's part. It's part of this overreaction segment. Yeah. not Justifiable real real takes. No. Um, their bye is week nine. Yeah. In fact, October twenty nine is their last game. Does he make it to Halloween as the starter? Yeah, he makes it to Halloween. Their their run to that point is the Raiders, the Commanders, the Dolphins, the Bears, the Jets, the Chiefs, the Packers, and the Chiefs. Chiefs twice in seventeen days. That's like at least six losses off the top of my head. Okay, they could they be they could beat the Raiders. Commanders will be a little tough. The Raiders, the 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 Commanders, I think they beat. I think they beat the Bears. Uh, I think they beat the Packers. I don't think they beat the Packers. So I'm giving them three wins, three wins potentially. So three and that makes them. I've got them at. I've got them four and four at that point. Uh, You know what? I'm going like two and seven. Their run home, if he if he can survive this stretch where they play, the Chiefs, the Packers, the Chiefs, and the Bills in four games, then I think he's good for the season. Because after that, you've got the Vikings, which is a winnable game. You've got the Browns, which is winnable. The Texans, which is winnable. Uh, the Chargers, the Lions, the Patriots, the Chargers, and the Raiders. So, like, it's hardly a murderer's row of a schedule, except for that that four-week stretch in the middle there. It didn't change much from last year. Changed, I guess we're going to see what difference the coach makes. Yeah, I think it'll make a big difference. I just don't think he throws more touchdowns than every NFC quarterback. Overreaction. That, I think that's that's a re- that's reasonable. That's overreaction. Yeah, that's absolutely overreaction. Got carried away with myself. I think he throws thirty-two. Whew, that's a good year. Yeah, that is a good year. No, I don't like it. What else we, we got? we launch into this season preview? That's all we got. We got three. That's all we so got? Only three in the segment. I was hyped. I'm sorry. Do you want, do you want more? I've only yes. written three down. God damn it, Sheehan. God. All right. Um, Who's I, a better I, I analyst? I tell you what. I got, I got rid of one. Okay. But, okay. But this is, a, this is a discussion that we had already this season. Which is? So Ezekiel Elliott leads the Patriots in touchdowns. Yeah, that's 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 justifiable overreaction, but not much debate to it. No, exactly. We've already yeah. had the discussion. Yeah, we did that's actually. Why I, that's why I left yeah, it. Yeah, we did. We did. Alrighty, week one, Kansas City Chiefs versus the Lions. Unfortunately, I feel like by the time this episode comes out, 
the game will be over. So, oh my God, did you see Mahomes do that one thing even, Bobber? Yeah, and then, you know, Mahomes is just incredible, but CJ Gardner-Johnson, two pick sixes, that's that's a way to start the season. The Lions, man. The Lions. I'm they're, they're, they're the real deal. Yeah, Amon Ross St. Brown had seven touchdowns for three yards. That's crazy. Every year. like Slipping into actual analysis here, briefly. I feel like this first game of the year, there's always a running back that jumps out. And that's because we've seen in the past with the Chiefs, Clyde Edwards-Alaire do it. We've seen Kareem Hunt do it. I think it's going to be Jameer Gibbs doing it against them this year for three touchdowns. Gibbs with three touchdowns, huh? I think so. I think the Lions show up here. I think I think they go into their building, uh, and I think they uh, they lay some wood on them. All right. What about David Montgomery? Yeah, David Montgomery, fantastic. He might have he might be the the workhorse there, but I think uh, Gibbs gets in the end zone three times. That's crazy. Why would you use right. the shiny new toy? Um, because Montgomery did all the work. That's kind of not fair. Actually, the Lions are good at doing that with Swift and then Garrett Blunt. It's not fair. Or or Jamison Williams. Not Jamison Williams. Um, I, I forgot his name all Jamal of a sudden. Williams. Jamal Williams. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Do a, launch into the proper preview here before we go off the rails too far. All righty. So let's see. We got the Detroit Lions going against the K. Kansas City Chiefs. I think uh, on this one, this is a no holds barred match. If you got a person on the Chiefs, you start him. You got a person on the Lions, you start him. And that, of course, that includes Amon Ross, St. Brown, David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs. Um, all of a sudden, Jared Goff, Isaiah Pacheco, Travis Kelsey, if he plays, but I don't think he plays. Sorry, Patrick Mahomes, and if he, and if Travis Kelsey is not playing. MVS, Sky Moore, Kadari, they, they they have to be in the starting lineup, right? I think MVS is probably the one to go for there. Uh-huh. I mean, Skymore Sky Moore is notionally the, the Kelsey replacement. They play very similar roles. They are um, middle-of-the-field guys. They work in and out of the slot, can do a lot of things. Tony will get his because he can't play an NFL game without getting, you know, 7 to 10 touches and close to 10 to 15 fantasy points. He's a beast whenever he plays. And I think without Kelsey, he's their best playmaker. You know, short of Mahomes, obviously. I know that's I, going against. Yeah, I know that's going against I, exactly ask me next what week I said. If I started Skymore or not, I, I really don't know. I know. Right. I have a lot of Skymore shares, and now I feel like if Kelsey's not playing, God, what am I going to do here? Now, I know earlier I said like I drafted my top six guys. I'm going to start them, but man, if if Kelsey's not playing, you gotta. I gotta find somebody on the Chiefs to put in my lineup, right? Like, I know, I know. I just asked that like two seconds ago. Yeah, and I think that's where it gets difficult. That's where it gets difficult, right there, because as I, I mean, look, as I look into my like fantasy teams, and I kind of try to recall them one by one on who I drafted in the wide receiver position or even the flex position. Like right now, I'm thinking, um, I have uh, Swift, or would I do like Sky more? Because I know I have mm-hmm. that. Like Swift is currently on my flex. Would rather do Sky more. That part, I'm not 100% I think sure. You want... Yeah, I mean, that's such a tough pick. I I would lean Swift, 
But I, I get it. Like, put Sky Moore in. Put Sky Moore... The, the problem is he can't be in your flex. He has to be a starting receiver yeah. because it's it's week one. And uh, It's a Thursday night, sorry. Yeah, and I have um, DeAndre Hopkins in one league where I'm not fully confident That's on him. That's a tough one. Would I rather put in Sky Moore? Because I know I have Sky Moore in that league. That's a tough one. And I know I have another Kadarius Tony. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. I mean, See? if Kelsey doesn't play, uh, if Kelsey doesn't play, start Sky Moore, is what I'm going to say. There we go. All right, you know what? I'm full sending it. But uh, I don't know. Is this like a, a New England running back situation where you know someone's going to get it, but you don't know, so just stay the fuck away from all of it? You want a piece of the Chiefs lineup, right? Yeah, you want... That's it. That's it. Do you want Sky Moore? Okay, but then Sky Moore gets shut out and Tony gets 14 targets. All right, you start Tony and MVS gets nine targets and two 50-yard touchdowns. That hurts. You start, you start uh, MVS and Jarek McKinnon. The offense runs through him. He ends up with like 12 targets and uh, two receiving touchdowns. That's tough. It is a tough. I, you know what? I think for the first week, you have to see it shake up. Like, okay, did did Kadarius Tony become the focal point of that offense with a bunch of targets, or did he get that lucky little, little target that he was able to snatch and run for a touchdown? Did Sky Moore have like five, ten targets, or did he just get one target, or happen happen to break a long one, or did he just absolutely do nothing and it didn't look like he was part of the game plan at all? I don't think. You know what? I think I think I'm going to let Else. Sky Moore ride the bench. How's um, Tony's uh, injury looking? Because that's the issue here. Let me have a look. I've got an update here. While you're doing that, I am going to say, of course, I think so the Chiefs Tony win this game. So Tony has been all of preseason. Yes. Yes, he has. Oh, yeah. I've got... I've got no, I've got the Lions. It says... you got the Lions. Uh, Tony's not played in the preseason. Had knee, sur- yeah. had knee surgery on a partially torn meniscus. Sounds like it'll be good to go for week one. He'll, he he will I'm be also on a. I'm to take Tony over Skymore. Tony, I think, will be on a snap count. Almost certainly, but for the 25 snaps he plays, they're going to get the ball in his hands, and he's liable to break a touchdown on any of them. Oh God, that's going to be a tough one. You know, this is definitely going to be something we're going to look back on and then have a much deeper dive discussion, depending on how the stat line looks on that game. So you think the Chiefs are going to lose? All right, let me. Let me count okay. that discussion with say start Kadarius Tony. Okay. Because it's th- it's Thursday night. Yeah. If he blows up, you weeks one. You're you're in a good position to win your week. If he crashes and burns, you can make up for that later in the week with the rest of your selections. You can play complementary football, which is how you should play fantasy football. I would rather the upside of Tony than the upside of Skymore or MVS because you know what's going to ruin your season? Watching MVS drop open balls. Yes, but you also don't own. And you can look back and you put all three of them, so you kind of have to pick. Yeah, like no one's. Like you know, you know what I mean. Hopefully, I didn't say that incorrectly, but like say say you own Skymore. Yeah, yes. Or MVS. I do have Skymore. Yes. Okay. Would you Would you rather start Skymore over Swift? I would rather Swift. You'd rather Swift, but if it's Kadarius Tony, you'd rather start Kadarius Tony. I'd probably rather 
probably rather start Swift over Kadarius Tony. Okay, so what's the borderline here? I'm, t- I'm talking about more if you have... Like my situation where I've got Sky Moore and Van Jefferson. Yeah. If that was Kadarius Tony and Van Jefferson... I'm probably starting Kadarius Tony. I think also, I'm... we went a little bit early. Let, let, let's do it. Let's do a real one. Let's say Kadarius Tony or my, uh, Michael Thomas. This one, I think I'd rather go Kadarius Tony. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. That's what my theory is. I think go for the ceiling, go for the ceiling early on, and play catch up if you need to. Yeah. Alrighty. Yeah. So this one, so this my, one's gonna I'm gonna, be... yeah, I'm go. gonna go for the Lions. You're going this, for the Lions. My pick. I think. I think so. I think they're going to come out hard. They're going to come out emotional. This is a big moment for them as a team. They don't get a lot of primetime games. They play one a season just about, which is Thanksgiving. They started the season slowly last year. They finished it really, really strongly. They have the weapons. They've assembled a pretty nice team around Goff. I don't love the tight end situation, but I think they have enough on defense and enough on that defensive line to get after Mahomes and upset him. I think they have enough in the secondary to make some plays. And I think they can they can get some stops. So it'll be an it'll be an up and back game, but I think they just without Kelsey, I think they have more firepower. And that's weird to say. I'm not down in the Chiefs. Yeah, I think that's absolutely fine as well. Chiefs starting the season at Arrowhead. Give me a give me a score pretty. The last time they played here in the regular season, it was thirty four to thirty, in twenty nineteen, and that was when Casey were very good and Detroit was shit. Thirty five, thirty two. Chiefs. Interesting. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with what I said earlier. Forty two thirty nine. Alrighty now. To the Lions. Now alrighty, let's not take up too much time with all these I was, games. I was gonna, I was going to say, let's spend another 15 minutes on every other game. Yeah, I know, I know. And I would see, this one I think is a little bit more important because, one, it has to deal with injuries. Two, a lot of fantasy players are being implicated. Three, because yep. this episode is probably going to come out right after the, the the game. That means that we yep. either sound like geniuses or idiots afterwards, which I think is a lot of fun. Yes, absolutely. So the Panthers... We've got the, the Carolina... Go ahead. You know, oh, I'll, let you, I'll say, let you no? do it. I'll let you do it. I'll let you do it. Okay. All right. Let's go back and forth. You can do the next one. All right, fair enough. We've got the, the Carolina Panthers at the Atlanta Falcons, both teams 0-0, obviously. Uh, nice 1 p.m. kickoff here. We are, of course, at Mercedes-Benz Stadium now. The Panthers are starting Bryce Young in his first NFL start. That's very exciting. Basically rebuilt that offense over the offseason with Young, Miles Sanders, Adam Thielen, DJ Chark, Jonathan Mingo. Really the only returning name there is Terrace Marshall Jr., Hayden Hurst is out there as well. He's a new face and is their tight end one. Last year, they averaged 20 points a game. They conceded 22 points a game. Atlanta, on the other hand, averaged 22 points a game or almost 23 points a game and conceded 21 points a game. So I think it's going to be a a bit of a a low-scoring back and forth. For Atlanta, we have Desmond Ritter, now officially the starter there. We're going to get the first look at Bijan Robinson, and more importantly, we're going to look, see the first look at his workload. We're going to see how Drake London and Kyle Pitts look with an extra season under their belt. I think the Falcons are probably going to drop a bomb on the Panthers here. But I'm, uh, I'm probably most excited to see how Bryce Young and uh, Bijan Robinson look. Yeah, Bryce Young, Bijan, and then Miles Sanders. Those are going to be the three people that I'm keeping an eye on for their stat lines on this game. Uh, that being said, yep. Sanders is the only person on the 
the Panthers that I would actually be comfortable with on this roster in general. The Falcons, I think, B.J. Robinson. And, of course, if you have uh, Pitts and Drake London, you're starting them at this point. But I think that's it. Yep. Uh, I don't think you're starting Algaia. No. I think you can wait and see what they do with Robinson. If it ends up being a timeshare to start the season, which I think it probably will be, I don't think they're going to want to burn out Bijan Robinson. They've just we we know it can happen. You can say, well, it can happen on a player that um, that has one snap in a game can blow out their ACL and that's them done. Uh, Brees Hall style. But the Falcons have have really put some some work into this defense. I think they're going to want to run the ball a lot, and that's not it can't just be Bijan Robinson. The most annoying situation would be Robinson breaks off a big play. They spell him, they bring in Al Gear, and then they get close to the goal line, bring in Kadaral Patterson to finish it off. That would be possibly the most upsetting outcome of all of them. I am going to suggest that Robinson, Al Gear, and Patterson, probably two of those three, maybe all three, will get a touchdown this week. Did you know Al Gear had 1,000 rushing yards last year? I did. Franchise record. That's crazy. All right, give me a prediction. You think the Falcons? Falcons, Falcons by ten plus points. Yeah, I'm gonna give it the Falcons as well. Excited. Vegas, Vegas has the Falcons by uh, has the over under set at forty in the Falcons. I, actually, I don't know how to do this. I think the implied game score is uh, no, that's right. No, I can't do it. It's <laughs> the the Panthers are favourites and the the over under is forty. So, um, I am. I think you could probably start Adam Thielen for the first month of this season. I mm. think Young is going to pepper him with targets, and I think we're going to see other guys come into their own. But while he's fit and firing, I think you can maybe not trust, but if you're looking at that, you know, if you've got a choice between Adam Thielen and Nico Collins, for example, I think you can go pretty safely with Thielen and say that I think he's going to get average 10 targets through this first month, probably get a couple of touchdowns, and I think he's going to fall away. Mm. So I watched a little bit of game film on mm-hmm. on our rookie quarterback, Little Young, and Thielen uh, uh, looked horrible, in my opinion. Yeah? Yeah, so even actually, not only was I watching some, and then, um, do you, do you happen to remember a C.J. O'Sullivan, or a T.J. O'Sullivan? I forgot his name. O'Sullivan. He used to be a really old quarterback back in the day. Uh, J.T. O'Sullivan? J.T. O'Sullivan. There we go. That's the guy. Yep. He actually has an interesting little YouTube channel where he breaks down a lot of the film, especially QBs. Yep. And and he probably went on a whole tirade on how bad the wide receiving core on the Panthers are. It's horrible. Other than Jonathan Mingo, who's amazing. Nah, he, he, he spent maybe a good couple minutes specifically targeting Adam Thielen and how he doesn't know what he's doing. Really? Maybe that's just an that's old concerned. man. Ranting. You bring him into the room because he's a veteran. And yeah, knows what he's doing. yeah, yeah. He had a he. Maybe it was just a miscommunication blunders, but he had some like non not kind words to say about Thielen, which is interesting. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I chalked a couple of them as old man ranting, but um, sometimes he did have a point. All yeah. right. No, I mean, that's that's it. Thielen's there to be that professional. If he can't yeah. do that, then maybe he doesn't make it to the bye. Yeah. Um, I think the Panthers, on the other side, probably do have enough pass rush to upset the Falcons, but I think it's going to be the Falcons by, by the length of the straight here. There we go. Now, the Texans against the Ravens. This one, eh, this should be a blowout. Like, this is going to be sad. 
Uh, my personal opinion. It'll be fun to watch just to see how Stroud does, see how Pierce looks in that offense with the new coaching staff. And, of course, you know, you got your Schultz that you're probably sneaky starting that I think might put out mm-hmm. a decent amount of fantasy points. Other than that, um, the, this is kind of a curiosity. How good are the Ravens this year? And how good yep. is Lamar Jackson going to be? Uh, this is going to be his his peak game, in my personal opinion. He has everything that he needs going for him in order to have an incredibly successful week. Uh, he just yep. got paid. He's got an offensive line. He's got his running backs. He's got some wide receivers this time go around. Got his tight end. If, if Lamar Jackson and the receiving core or group in general, including the running backs, don't have solid days, then I'm going to have some question marks going on throughout the year. Yep, totally agree with that. Let me just uh, let me just run through the Texans, then we'll get to the Ravens because you're right. That's the the most interesting part of this. Yeah. Interesting to see how CJ Stroud goes. Interested to see how that timeshare in the backfield between Pierce, Pierce and Singletary works. I think Singletary is going to get a lot more work than people realize this year. Uh, the best story out of this is John Mechie, who will make his NFL debut. Was a second round pick last year. Missed all of last year with cancer, uh, and is going to be. Playing his first game on the weekend, that's a, a really good story there. Keep an eye out for Tank Dell, who I thought looked all right in the preseason, though I think he's, he's also slightly too small. You're right about Lamar Jackson. He has everything in his favor. He has to make it work this season. He's got Mandrews, which will be great. Zay Flowers has a lot of hype. Your mate Rashad Bateman might be out there as well. Kill yourself. <laughs> there is pressure, I think, on J.K. Dobbins to deliver here. He's been hyped for so long. So much expectation has never really put it together for a variety of reasons. But I think, are we both most excited to see what Odell does with this team? I'm definitely going to be curious to see how this wide receiving core plays out. Yes, Odell's going to be on the top of that list on how he does. Um, Mm -hmm. A little interesting to a little tidbit. J.K. Dobbins finished the last five games with 105 scrimmage yards. Um basically averaging 101 per game so i mean we'll see if he can ride that hot hand throughout this year but take me out through it yep i'm happy with that i'm gonna i'm gonna go the uh gonna go the ravens winning pretty comfortably yeah yeah the 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 next game should be more enjoyable it's weird that this is an early kickoff game i think the bengals at the browns the bengals we talked about an episode that you may or may not hear i have them going all the way to the super bowl why wouldn't you with that offensive Burrow, Chase, Higgins, Boyd? Against all odds, they brought back Joe Mixon. Um, Burrow's obviously had that calf issue over the offseason, so we need to see how he moves. But I'm expecting the Bengals to, to go pretty hard here. Um, Cleveland, on the other hand, we have Deshaun Watson's back again. We know you know his issues. Uh, Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones. You know, DPJ was really good down the back end of last year. 61 catches, 839 yards, has 8 for 114 the last time they uh, they played. He's a great big play threat. I think you're probably most excited to see what uh, Elijah Moore does in this offense. Oh, yeah. This is going to be what I'm mostly focusing on in this matchup. How is he used? Where does he line up? Snap count, targets, and all that good stuff. I mean, everybody else on both sides of the field is very established. I mean, you know, we already know... Watson and Chubb are going to be the starters. Amari Cooper's there on that side of the field. And, of course, on the other team, you know, it's going to be the the simple, same old of Mexican, Burrow, Mixon, Chase, Higgins, and all that. And then a sprinkle of Boyd here and there who's going to welch off of everybody else's fantasy points. 
Um, it's a straightforward matchup. You know, you, you know your starters. You're going to start them. Yep. Let's do it. Jacksonville Jaguars at the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, this division is the Jags to lose. Trevor Lawrence. It's kind of, I suspect this could be his coming out season. Um, he looked fantastic last year. He looks like such a good player. He looks like the player that everyone hoped he was going to be. We welcome at Calvin Ridley who had a year off for uh, sports betting enthusiasm. And uh, we, we get him back. This is Travis Etienne's backfield. I think a lot of people have invested some fantasy capital in him. We'll see how he shows up. The Jags should drop a lot of points on the Colts, who are basically in disarray. Uh, their running backs are going to be Zach Moss, Dion Jackson, and uh, Evan Hull. We're not going to see Jonathan Taylor, at least for the first month. We're probably not going to see him this year. We've got Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce. They don't have... Isaiah McKenzie's back on the team after we, we'd given him the chop last week. But the reason everyone's going to be watching this game is to see what Anthony Richardson, Anthony Richardson does. He is a freak in so many senses of the word. And uh, I'm hoping that he's not absolutely terrible. So We're all hoping, just for the prototype quarterback worlds, of him not being trash. I have mm-hmm. questions, but... Um, I think they need to do a better job putting a successful team around him and giving him some potential weapons for him to actually look towards. Let me let me give you some over-unders here. Okay. Richardson over-under 185 passing yards. Uh, repeat that, please. 185 passing yards over-under for Richardson. Over. Uh, 75 rushing yards. Under. More picks or touchdowns. Touchdowns. Interesting. I think, yeah, I think that's probably about right. 200 yards, maybe, you know, 75 on the ground. Maybe throw throw one, run one, get one picked off. I'd say that'd be a win for the Colts. Um, if, if that was the, uh, if that was what he showed up with. But yeah, the Jags have got this pretty comfortably as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I think so, agree. Should be a pretty high-scoring game, though, I think. Mm, yeah, it shouldn't be too... Actually, I think the Colts will struggle a little bit. I do think the Colts struggle. And uh, I'm rocking the Jaguars on this one as well. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, this one is a very... Uh, just curious to see how each team looks. I mean... The Vikings with Kirk Cousins, and then, of course, the Buccaneers with Baker Mayfield. I think this is just kind of like a, I'm curious to know where it goes, but I'm not sure where it's going to lead type of game. Uh, we both want to see how we gauge these teams. We're yes. not really sure how to, but we feel like they should have some expectations. And uh, I'm still going to be rocking with the Vikings just because I do believe in uh, the Kirk Cousins-Justin Jefferson combination. I think that's going to be incredibly lethal against the Buccaneers especially. But uh, let me know how you feel about it. I think Baker Mayfield is playing for his job. He's going to play for his job all season. But specifically this game. They start the season. They go into their week five by. They've got the Viking. They're at the Vikings, home to the Bears, home to the Eagles, at the Saints. If they can win three of those games, Baker is their quarterback for the rest of the year. And that sets him up to get a job in the future, whether that's Tampa Bay or somewhere else. If they lose to the Vikings, they lose to the Eagles, lose to the Saints. Like this, this is the game, this is the 50-50 game that they need to win. 
because if they go to that point one and three, then Baker has no job security. I'm really interested to see most of all, like Tampa Bay, fine. We know what Mike Evans is going to do. We we know what Chris Godwin's going to do. Rashad White is not that interesting to me. These this is like the most nothing NFL team without Tom Brady there. The Vikings, on the other hand, I'm I can't wait to see Jordan Addison. You know, he's he's my he's my guy. I want to see what he does. Um, Kirk Cousins, have you watched Quarterback? Yes, Netflix? yes, I have. I'm about halfway through. He's a fucking weird dude. He's a little bit of a weird dude. I do like him, though. I do like him. I like him as well. I like him. He's very, he see, he's very earnest. Yes, um, he's relatable. I also have a new... also like Mahomes a lot more, having watched that. I find him to be quite genuine. Proper white line fever, though. I uh, I strongly despise the wife. Uh, yes. Yeah, a little bit. Um, Jefferson, on track to, I guess... Well, people are expecting him to drop... 2,000 yards on the season. A big receiving day out is going to help that and I think is not going to quiet that narrative. What, what do you reckon? Is he plus 150? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. I think I think he is going to um, pull down his pants and shit in their DVD player. <sighs> kind of jealous. <laughs> so is OBJ. Maybe that's a phrase. Maybe that's a phrase we can uh, we can coin this year. Next up, we have the Titans at the Saints. Little, little out of division. Little out of conference action uh we've got the ghost of ryan Tannehill, the ghost of derrick henry and we've got the ghost of deandre hopkins i am most interested to see how Traylon burks and chiga Quanquo look in their second seasons we know what the others are going to produce henry you know penciling up for 110 and, and probably a touchdown the saints on the other hand we have Derek carr making his new orleans debut they've still got Taysom hill there we've got jamal williams is going to lead that backfield with kendra miller injured I believe, and Alvin Kamara just having a little time in the naughty corner. Uh, we know what Chris Olave is is looks like last year. He was incredible. Hoping he takes that next step with Carr this year. We know he supports at least two fantasy wide receivers. And our boy Michael Thomas, I think we are going to see if you and I are right about him on Sunday. Oh, yeah. I, I give it a week or two. I give it a week or two. A couple weeks. A couple weeks with Michael Thomas. Give it a couple weeks. This is an interesting pick'em game, I think. I think the Titans could get this one. I like the Saints. Just because I like Derek Carr. I reckon... I think this is a coaching win. Coaching win. Ooh. That's a... That's I a, think this is a coaching win. I like it. The Titans are favorites. The points total is 41. I could easily see this being like a, a 21-17 game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, many... 20, 24 17. Now, super super side note. I feel like we're like we're like an hour in almost. We're getting there, and we're like halfway. <laughs> we're, we're we're whipping through. We're whipping through this uh, game. Making, making sure, making sure, make sure we're on the Can same page. All right, that's all right. We we talked a bit at the top. It's fine. Right. It's fine. You know, what? let's skip the 49ers. We're going to talk about them. Yeah, screw the 49ers. I hate them. Yeah. All right, come on. All right, so the 49ers <laughs> against the Steelers. I mean, this is going to be a fun one. Does Joey Bosa, or not Joey Bosa, does Nick Bosa play or does he not? If he does not play, I don't see the Niners winning this game. If he does play, then I see the Niners winning this pretty comfortably, actually. Uh, but realistically, on a fantasy stat line, you're st- you're, you're like, you start them. That's it. You, you, Iuke, Debo, Kittle, McCaffrey, you're starting. You know, On the opposite side of the football, Deontay Johnson, Harris, probably even... Uh, What's his name? Pickens. You're starting Frymouth. Yeah, like you're starting them. You're not starting starting Allen Robinson. No. And in a 
two quarterback you probably are starting Kenny Pickett yeah. if Nick Bosa doesn't play. Yeah, especially if Nick Bosa does not play. But yeah, I think this is going to be a fun game to watch. It's a, it's a good gauge of how good both of these teams are. Because it's just going to yeah. be a slugfest. I think so. I assume you've got the Niners. Yes. Yep. It's at the Steelers here. I I could see this being a, a bit of a, a seesawing contest as well. I think I'm going to go with the Steelers at home 31-28. Oof. Nice. All right. Moving on. Moving on. Cardinals against the Commanders. I think this is going to be a... Uh... Don't care. Yeah, I don't care. All right, moving on. So the oh, the Packers... Say, we've, we've got to give people a, a bit of a, a start sit here. So don't start a, don't start any of the Cardinals other than James Conner. Wait and see how that plays out. Uh, on the Commanders, don't start Sam Howell. I think you can probably start both of their running backs and McLaurin. Fair enough. Packers against the Bears. I mean, this is going to be a fun one just because I want to gauge Jordan Love. I want to gauge uh, Justin Fields. I want to gauge Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. I want to gauge Chris. There's there's so much gauges here. D.J. Moore, Khalil Herbert, Foreman, Cole Komet. There's there's just a bunch of little gauges where we could see, okay, how are they going to be used? What do they look like? Um, I mean, usually the top draft picks that you had earlier in the draft, you're going to start them, of course. You're going to start your Justin Fields, DJ Moore, Herbert, yada, yada, and so on and so forth. It's just going to be the usage look like. Taylor, two quarterbacks. Let's see how Fields looks coming off essentially a breakout season. See what Jordan Love does now. He has the keys to the vehicle. I like Christian Watson to go big here. I don't think the Packers are overly sold with who their running backs are. Uh, they kick the tires on Jonathan Taylor. I think that's an indication that they are interested in running the ball and don't have the confidence. Start Jones, start Dylan, start Watson. Um, you can obviously start Fields. I would probably stay away from everyone except for DJ Moore. There we go. Uh, Raiders in the book. I, like I like the Bears in this one. You like the Bears? I, the Bears just, I like the Bears. Bears squeak home. No, no, no. Going to the Packers on this one. All the way, baby. All the way, the Cheeseheads. <laughs> Raiders and the Broncos. Um, wow. Uh, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams. Cool. Yep. You start them. Yep. Jerry Myers. No. No, I don't. I don't no, trust I, the I offense or Jimmy G enough to support somebody else that's not Devontae Adams. I think you could potentially start Austin Hooper if you're really thin at tight end. It's probably a bit early in the season to be that thin at tight end, but. If you are playing in a maybe a two quarter uh, a, a league where quarterbacks are uh, quarterbacks tight ends are a bit more valuable, it's not that many on the waiver wire. You've got Travis Kelsey. I think you could do worse than Austin Hooper. Javante Williams, Jerry Judy, Corliss sign. I'm I'm not starting. The only one I'd consider starting is Javante Williams. The other two wide receivers, I want to wait and see how this looks. Like, I feel like, for example, if I have Jerry Judy and I have Sky Moore, I'm starting Sky Moore. If I have Jerry Judy. Or any type of Chiefs receiver, I'm probably starting that Chiefs receiver. Um, same even with Cortland Sutton, to be honest. I I, I want to wait and see. I, like I I'm more than happy to have them in my fantasy team, but I really don't want them in my starting lineup until I get a consensus on how they actually look. I think you could probably start both just because the Raiders' secondary is so porous. For which is actually true. So. I mean, I, I think Sutton's startable. I think Judy's startable. I think Wilson is obviously startable in um, in most situations. I think this is a game where you go, you know what? 
I've, I'm, I'm in on Russell Wilson. I've stacked him with Court Sullivan or I've stacked him with Jerry Judy. Just start him. Like, you're already, you've bought the tickets in the raffle. Like, just start him. You're not going to go, oh, I'm not sure if this is the way. You're doing it because you believe in Russ. If they're on your team, you have to start him. Fair enough. The Miami Dolphins. Who are you picking one? Raiders. Raiders. You know what? I'm gonna give it to the Raiders as well. Actually, I'm gonna say I was gonna say Bron. I think the Broncos actually. No, no, no. I think the Broncos get the storm. I'll give it to the Raiders. I'll give it to the Italian Stallion, Jimmy G. Miami Dolphins against I the Chargers. Think, I was gonna say I think first week, the first four weeks of the season, as we just talked about with the Broncos, I think Wilson is gonna play so well that we're talking about MVP Russ, and then he falls off a cliff. But that, that's how I think that's gonna play out. We shall see. Miami Dolphins against the Chargers. I th- this is another absolute barn burner. Yeah, this just just. Do you have a guy on the team? Start him. Yep, yep. Start start everyone. Start Hill. Start Waddle. I guess start most. Of, they don't really have any. They really uh, don't running backs. They really don't. So start Tua. I I the name of the guy escapes me, but whoever most its backup is, you could probably start Jeff him. Wilson at the Jr. very least. Nah, I don't think it's Jeff Wilson this week. It's some rookie. It's not H A. Um, let me let me just check out what his name is because I actually have a take about this guy. Oof, while you're doing that, on the opposite side, I mean, of course you're doing your Eckler, Keenan Allen. I mean, I wouldn't do Mike Williams, but apparently other people would do Mike Williams. So of course you can do Mike Williams. Um, I'm probably not starting the defenses for either one of these teams, even though I wouldn't mind having these defenses on my team. They got they got their weapons. Um, but while I stall a moment, so that Sheehan could find that running back, even though he's probably not going to do much. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, um, ha, 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 ha. I, it was more of a dynasty take that if uh, Chris Brooks is on your waiver wire, pick him up, stash him on your Chris roster. Chris Brooks. Um, who sounds like a country music singer. Yeah. Um, I would say p- pick him up, put him on your roster. There we go. In, uh, in dynasty. All right, who you got winning? Uh, ooh, Chargers. Chargers? I'm going to go Dolphins. Chargers. Mike, Mike Williams going big. Mm, Eagles against the Patriots. Eagles against the Patriots. This is going to be a rough old game. This the Eagles going to go loop free. <sighs> Into the Patriots. We have Hurts. You start him. DeAndre Swift. You start him. Rashad Penny. You do not start him. I am interested in AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard. You start just about everyone in the Eagles other than Rashad Penny. This is at Gillette Stadium, which has had a bit of a facelift. It is a late game. If the Eagles are all that I think most people think they are. they got to go in and get it done. However, on the other side of the field, you have Bill Belichick, the greatest defensive mind ever to walk on a football sideline. If anyone could cook up a game plan to stop Hurts, it is him. This is a team built around defense. They are built to win three points to nothing. They are built to win nine points to six. This is, you know, it's not inconceivable that the Patriots win this. They can't keep up in a shootout. So I think it's going to be a slog. What that means is it's probably not going to be a great fantasy game. You're still going to start your studs because that's what you do on the Eagles. You've drafted those guys early. That's also why I don't think you start Rashad Penny. On the Patriots side of the ball, Mac Jones, we need to see what he looks like in this Bill O'Brien offense. Ramondre Stevenson, Ezekiel Elliott, two-headed beast at running back. That is going to be more of a split than the people who drafted Stevenson early want it to be. Ezekiel Elliott is going to lead this team in touchdowns this year. I think he gets at least one this week, possibly two. I'm going to start him. I don't want any part of the Patriots receivers. Juju's knee is apparently on a is a, a ticking time bomb. I'm interested to see how he goes with Mac Jones. I think 
they have potential to be a pretty good partnership and complement each other nicely. What I'm most interested in from a deeper league perspective is where Mike Gusecki lines up. I have said all offseason, I think he's going to be more of an outside receiver. I think they're going to use him at receiver. They're going to block with Hunter Henry in line. And I think you want to look at what that snap count is after the game and go, wow, he lined up only three times in tight. Every other snap he had was out wide. And that is the information you want if you are looking for a fantasy-friendly tight end. I'm going to go the homer pick. I think... My, my heart of hearts says the Eagles are going to win handily, but I think New England are going to get the job done here 21-14. Yeah, this game is going to be like a 35-10 Eagles. All right, so the Rams. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it, absol- it absolutely is. A Rams-Seahawks, a divisional fun matchup. Yeah, Cam Akers and Cooper Cup if he plays. Yep, start Van Jefferson if Cooper Cup doesn't play. Absolutely start Cam Akers if Cooper Cup doesn't play. Yeah, Tyler Lockett on the opposite side. Actually, I've got a question for okay. you. Okay. Do you start Matthew Stafford if Cooper Cup doesn't play? No, no, absolutely not. He's, he's It's like, unless you unless you own Cooper Cup, you shouldn't be starting Matthew Stafford. Like, that's about it. Fair. Tell me about the Seahawks. Geno Smith, I think he is a start. Kenneth Walker, Tyler Lockett, Metcalf. All starts. Anybody else? Yeah, the that kind of wraps it up for that team. Uh, I think you could probably start Chabonet. No. That is going to be a timeshare, that that running, that backfield. I'm not ready to do it right away. Like, Chabonet had a 11th round to 12th round ADP. You have to have four other guys better than him on your roster by now. I mean, that's it. I guess if you're debating whether he's your RB2 or 3, then I think you could probably start him depending on who that that other one is I'm okay, I'm with you I'm okay to miss the bus on this one but I think he's probably startable as well Dallas against the New York Giants I mean with the Dallas defense being uh, revamped I am very skeptical on starting anybody on the Giants not named Saquon Barkley other than that I mean I mean it's, it's business as usual for the Cowboys you know you're gonna do your press guy your oh. Pollard CD I was gonna say I wholeheartedly agree I think the question here out of all of that is can you start Brandon Cooks no, no, yeah, no. No, not, Michael Gallup. No, no, neither, neither. I think you want to see what it looks like, because it's not the first time the Cowboys brought in a wide receiver two to try to be a wide receiver two, but not really be a wide receiver two and just kind of hang around. What's the pass mark for Darren Waller here? Uh, I would like to see him get three catches for about forty yards. I think we might see him getting absolutely peppered with targets. He's their number one pass catcher, but you're right. I think it's going to be the Cowboys by the length of the straight. I think this could easily be like like a 40-plus to, to 10. Oof. That's brutal. No, I, this, is going to be a, this is going to be a terrible game. Yes, yes, yes. Now, the Buffalo Bills against the Jets, I think that's going to be a little rough. For both teams, actually, I think this is going to be a defensive struggle, to say the least. That being said, you're still starting everybody. Like, Josh Allen, you're starting. Cook, Diggs, starting. You're not starting Gabe Everest anymore. I'm sorry, he's not really startable anymore. Especially because uh, last time the the Jets um, played, I believe... I believe uh, Sauce Gardner guarded Gabe Davis, and then they just ended up doubling Stefan Diggs, if I remember correctly. Which is why that does sound right. Uh, which is why um, both of them heavily struggled when they last played against each other. Which is what I think is probably going to happen again. Uh, which means I really don't want to start Gabe Davis, and uh, that that's kind of it on the Bills. Like right now, it's Allen, James, 
and then digs on that side and then of course on the opposite side which is going to be the interesting part where we are definitely going to be analyzing in and out rogers cook uh garrett wilson breeze uh, you know to be honest i really don't really want to start breeze hall but you're going to anyway i don't want to start breeze hall. yeah yeah i th- i think if you have hall if you have cook you start both you both of them are startable if you have cook and hall which one do you start i'd rather do cook but at I the same time agree with you there. this Yikes. is this is gonna be potentially the game of the week yeah it's gonna be an interesting it's, game I think I think the Jets get up, and I'll tell you I'll tell you why. You've got Aaron Rodgers, the emotion around that. You've got Garrett Wilson, you've got Alan Lazard. You can start both of them. You've got McCole Hardman, eh, as always. This is September 11th in New York. There is no way that this is not a big emotional game for both of these teams, for both of these fan bases. I think the Jets get it done. I think they come out and they prove that they're not just an off-season darling. I think they come out and prove that they are to be taken seriously. And I think that they win. And then I think they subsequently lose every other game up to their bye. Ooh, rough, rough, rough. Now... I think they're going into that bye at one and... at one and five. They do have a rough schedule. Like, you're not incorrect. They do have a rough schedule with the Cowboys, Patriots, Chiefs, Broncos, and Eagles. But uh, just like with Deion Sanders and his college team, I, you know what? Sometimes you just can't doubt the Rodgers. <laughs> uh, I'm going to actually go with the opposite of you. I think they lose against the Bills, but then start a little bit of a win streak of their own. I, The Bills, this is a shit or get off the pot team. This is it. This is their chance. If they if they don't do something this year, they're done. The Bills? Yep. Yeah, after that, Diggs, Diggs is probably is gone, going somewhere McDermott's else. McDermott's gone. They're done. It depends how, how bad it is. If they make it to like the... AFC Championship game and lose, then, then no. If if it's like barely make it to the playoffs and first week gone, then yeah. I mean, they're every chance to have a wild to be in the wild card, and you know, Josh Allen. Josh Allen is still an incredible quarterback. Yes, no doubts there. And I think, I think they could potentially start the season two two and two they come to london week five against the jags that could be a make or break game they, i mean they could easily start the season four and oh they could easily start at two and two they're gonna have to do something about getting alan rushing more i know you don't want to use your ferrari to plow a field but they gotta win fucking football games too and i don't think their roster's as good as it was last year you know that's a that's a that's an interesting point for you to make and god you know i would like to see Josh Allen make more strides into evolving, involving a, another wide receiver too, and not having. I agree. Not while, well, of course, I want Stefan Dixie get his targets, get his yards. Um, the successful teams in the NFL have a solid wide receiver too, and uh, I mean Gabriel Davis has what it takes to become that wide receiver too. I just feel like they need to make a more consistent effort on utilizing him. I think we are going to i'm really interested to see what they do with dalton kincaid yes yes i agree with you on that one well, all right give me and you say the jets win this one i've got the jets all righty well i'm still going to be rocking with the buffalo bills all right any closing statements not about these games we have our prognostications though. oh god so while you're thinking of one i will give you one this is our outlandish prediction that we believe is going to come true originally it started off 
Um, they were they were genuine. Now they're getting sort of weirder and weirder and weirder. Mm-hmm. You had a game combining for ninety points was one of your predictions last year. Um, <laughs> I think I was close. I no, no I, I think it ended up being like six, six, no. <laughs> sixteen to twenty, sixteen to twenty four. I don't know why I'm such a big Russell Wilson guy this week. I really don't like him. I have no time for him and his public demeanor. I don't give a fuck about the Broncos. I couldn't care less about Sean Payton. Russell Wilson throws for four hundred yards and four touchdowns. That's a hot take. I got and one. Runs one in. I got one for you. Yep. There, there will be more punts than touchdowns this week. That's there's usually more punts than touchdowns. Most weeks. I don't think so. I think it's usually more touchdowns than punts. Last year there was. Well, if you think last year there was the record spent uh, record record punt record touchdowns for week one of an NFL season. I think like sixty four. I don't think there's sixty four punts. No, well, you think what most. How many times in a game is most most teams touching the ball? Seven, eight. Potentially. So let's let's say it's at seven drives. Uh, you're doing well to score four times. Okay. In a game, that's, that's, that's field field goals or touchdowns. Yeah, that's so more that's, than half. Every team is going to be punting. Let's say, at least three times. Uh, let's go to. That's almost a hundred punts. Well, that's still if every team punted twice. Some teams will punt more. That's still 64. Okay, fine. There will be more touchdowns than punts. I like that. Now that now that's a fucking prediction. There we go. All righty. Now let everybody know where they can find you, Shan. You can find me on my couch on Sunday night watching the football. Damn But straight, also, if baby. you want to engage with me about it, you can hit me up on X. I'm at Shean Solo. You can hit me up on TikTok. I am at Shean Solo. You can listen to me on the Screen Pass podcast where we talk about football movies and books and games and all that sort of fun stuff. It is a lot of fun. And you can find that wherever you get your podcast. That is Screen Pass Podcast. Where can they find you, Nada? At uh, the other couch watching football. But, you know, at that part, you can go on Twitter or X and find me at Top Tier Tactics with an underscore. But other than that, hey, good luck, everybody. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. I'm ready for all today